And now, the Internet's favorite podcast, podcastrated with your hosts, Brad and Caleb. Oh, yeah, really? <laughs> you're going to pull that. There you go. So, Caleb, I saw you were drinking an Oberon this evening. Uh, in case you didn't know, Bell's Brewery now distributes to Tennessee. No way. Awesome. They, they have a giant Oberon display at Whole Foods. Yes. Unfortunately, I'm not drinking any beer for 21 days. Yeah. Oh. No, no alcohol oh, right I'm now. sorry. Hmm. Well, I saw it's it been there. nine months for yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I went through that twice and then with not drinking much with nursing, so... You're going to be amazed at how low your tolerance is. Oh, it just drops off a cliff if you don't. Oh, yeah. I, the first glass of wine I had, I was trashed. You never snuck like a Bud Light in month three or anything like that? Or, like... No, I think at your wedding is the only time I drank ever pregnant. I oh, had wow. just the sipped champagne with the toasts. Okay. Well, the only... I did drink um, oh. on our anniversary trip. Yeah, so she I was already know. like like yeah. two weeks pregnant well, you, or so. The rule is you drink till it's pink. Mm-hmm. Until the test. Well, comes it would have been pink <laughs> had I taken one. Yeah, we went to Door County, and you were like you're already pregnant. Five like, or six weeks. Yeah, you're already five or six you're weeks. You're fine though. And um, like we were splitting bottles of wine, I think. But I don't know. The baby seems all right. The baby's kicking. Yeah, yeah it's all right. I mean, I I drank before I knew I was pregnant with Evie too. Like it's it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. yeah. As long as it's not like an all the time crazy. <laughs> no, not like going on vendors or anything like that. Yeah. I kind of like what's the threshold for fetal alcohol syndrome? I'm kind of. I don't know. You have a. You guys are scientists. We, we can find out. Right? Yeah. <laughs> with this kid, you won't have anything, and then the next kid, just start like a drink a day and see what happens. And wait till your placenta ruptures. Ethical issue. <laughs> Ethical with issue with this? <laughs> we do it with rats at my work all the time. Yeah. We had we had pregnant moles once. We went out and captured moles, and then they gave birth in the facility. And so what do they do? Kill them, of course. That's what we do with everything. Right, because you can. You make <laughs> you the can. thing to destroy them. Right? <laughs> exactly. Right. Oh, gosh. Yeah. All so, right. So welcome so. to the Podcast Rated, everybody. This is That's the... A, uh, a very special edition of Podcast Rated. Yes. This is the Wives Edition of Podcast Rated Today. Yeah, we talked about doing the Wives Edition of the show for a very long time, uh, and that's finally happening. Yeah, right now. here it is. And the reason we're bringing it up now mainly is because we just went to a massive all-day childbirth class today where we learned all about how to give birth to kids. And there appears to be an expert present right now into what goes into childbirthing because you, Bethany, have done it. Twice, in fact. Twice. Twice. Yeah. Two different ways. Yes. Two different ways. <laughs> and we were talking to Brad last week, and Brad could not remember details of the birth story of his kids. And he said, oh, you know, you know Bethany would know this like the back of her hand. Uh, it, kind of. Well, I mean, I was busy at the time. But... I don't think Bethany's listened to the episode last week. But I, I did not, know. We were specifically discussing Evelyn's. Oh, yeah, I'm, I think I remember hers better than Miles's. Yeah, mine the other way around. I realize I don't remember a whole lot. Okay, so let's hear the story of Evelyn's conception. I mean, sorry, birth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Her parents were visiting. They went to Asheville for a couple of <laughs> True story. <laughs> I think we argued and then, mm-hmm. yeah, I think we had a fight. You had make-up yeah, sex had and that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Right. No. Um, 
So nine months but, later. Yep. So nine months after that, actually like nine months and 11 days, because <laughs> she was 11 days overdue. So yeah, in eleven days overdue. So you're like, well, eleven days. What's eleven? Days? That's a long time when you're expecting it at any minute. Yeah, it's it was a such a long time for you. I'm well, sure. no, it is because I'm <laughs> waiting for it. Of oh no! It is. Oh no! Yeah, okay. Just... You feel like a ticking time bomb for <laughs> like, especially as soon as you hit thirty six weeks or thirty thirty eight weeks mm-hmm. is like when they're like, anytime you have a baby now is fine. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you hit 38 weeks, you're like, it's just going to happen. Anywhere I go, my water's going to break. It's going to be like the cone heads where it's just a flood. <laughs> and it's going to be really bad. It's going to happen at work. Well, that's like, where I'm freaking out. Because I'm yeah. like, in front of my kids. Yeah, you just get a big wet spot. Can someone go get Miss Tradle? <laughs> <laughs> to teach you guys for it the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it was... Yeah. But they said today I, that like ten, only 10% of births, the water breaks beforehand. Oh, that, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, that, well, that was with the second birth. Yeah. It, I did, my water did break, but, um, okay, so with Evelyn, 11 days overdue, a miserable, so miserable end of pregnancy. I was so ready to be done. Um, Were you bumping your belly into stuff at that point and just like... I was, yeah, I mean, I was just tired. I gained, like, a ton of weight during that pregnancy, and so I was just, like, not feeling good, and mm-hmm. I was just so ready to be done. And everybody, like, Brad's mom was calling me, like, <laughs> <laughs> so many times. I remember I, I just came up in my time hop. I butt-dialed my mom, <laughs> and she, like, called me back frantically, like, I thought that was the call. <laughs> like, sorry. Just. Mm-hmm. Not, nope. Well, the good um, news for me is that my brother and sister-in-law are due three weeks before us. Oh, uh, okay. That's and so news. my parents will be distracted. So to yes. speak. Yeah. Yeah. My, my mom will be here in like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Debbie was here quick. Yeah. She was yeah. here quick after when we gave her the call. So anyways, so I thought I was going into labor. I had a midwife appointment at that point. I had to go in like every other day or every three days or something for a non-stress test because I'd gone over my due date. And so they want to make sure, monitor the baby, make sure that like my placenta is not breaking down and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I had to get a non-stress test where they hook you up to the belly monitor and you have to like lay there for 20 minutes (laughs) while they... No avoiding that cough. I tried. To. <laughs> they lay there for twenty. You just lay there for twenty minutes while they just monitor, like if there's any contractions or movement or all that kind of stuff. And then I had to go get a biophysical exam where it's just another ultrasound where they just measure the baby. Yeah. Um. And I thought I was having contractions. Um. It's probably in hindsight just like prodormal labor where it was just like. It's not Braxton Hicks contractions, which are just like practice ones. It was like mm-hmm. real contractions, but they weren't going to do anything. It's just like, it's just, it's not going to cause labor to progress. They just happen. Okay. okay. But I was like so over being pregnant. I was like, this is it. This is it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> the midwives were like, it could happen right now. It could happen to five, you know, however many days from now. Like, we don't really know. I wasn't, like, I didn't have, I don't think I had them check me. I don't think I did a pelvic exam or anything, mm-hmm. so I didn't know, like, and that really means nothing anyways. Yep. Like, how dilated you are, all that, it really means nothing. So, 
I am. Um, I remember that they did say that if there was no actual movement or actual like anything happening by May the first, that they were going to. Uh, they're going to get the show well, because that would be two weeks afterwards, and yes. so that's when I would have because they don't let you go like two weeks overdue. That's when it's like the threshold for like the longest that most doctors will let you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So instead of going home and taking a nap, which is what I should have done, I was like, let's go walk. It was like raining. So I was like, let's go to Target. And I walked up and down every single aisle, mm-hmm. like <laughs> just everywhere. I think we went was and ate at Waffle we, House. Was that the day we went to Mullet Green Hills? No, yeah. that was just before, okay, just really, like okay. trying to walk because it just made me feel better to walk. Yeah, I remember the Waffle House. Thing, yeah, I, I was going to say, the one <laughs> thing Brad remembered <laughs> going to was Waffle, Waffle House. House. Yeah, yes. I ate Waffle House. Well, Brad, were you, I thought you were at work and she called you, right? Uh, yeah, when like the, the initial was like, yo, this is really happening. I was at work and I had to call my boss. Oh, when it was like actually. Yeah. Yeah, this that was on a, Wednesday the 27th. Yeah. yeah, but I'm trying to think of when this would have happened, like the 25th. Oh, okay. Or the 26th. Yeah, like, this is... We're not even there yet. We're not even close. Okay. So I didn't rest, and I, like, didn't sleep very good at night. But we had called our parents to come down. Um, So I think I had that Wednesday night, I had my Caller of the Year party for my employees, my student employees. And I was kind of thinking, like, I think I can kind of go to it. I'm just like, this is just my life now. I'm just having contractions like <laughs> every every five to seven minutes lasting, oh, you know, like 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. This is just life. Um, so I was like getting ready to go. And then while I was doing that, they really started to pick up. And by that time, my mom had gotten into town and I'm. Your mom wasn't into town yet. She didn't get into town till we were in the hospital, I don't See, think. See, that's the part I didn't remember, is that your mom was here. Yeah, she braided my hair, and she brought me Wendy's because I was so hungry. Oh, that's right, She brought me a chicken sandwich from Wendy's. I was so hungry. Right. When I got home from work, there was a bunch of Wendy's there, and I just started eating it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, I just ate the chicken. I didn't eat the bun. It was, like, a piece of grilled chicken, and mm. I, like, scarfed that and ate a bunch of french fries and my mom like braided my hair so it wouldn't be all over my face and um that was torture like having my mom french braid my hair having to sit still oh yeah during contractions because the last thing you want to do during contraction is sit in one spot Mm -hmm. you want to move um so yeah so eventually we decided let's go to the hospital i thought like we were timing them, just basing it solely on timing, because they're like, when your contractions are this frequent for this long, go was, to the hospital. It's like five one one rule or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So we were like, yeah, we're we're there. So we went to the hospital. They hooked me up, and they were like, yeah, this isn't. We don't know, like, this isn't anything, I guess. But I didn't want to leave because I was so over. I was in labor for over twenty four hours at this point, oh, so wow. I was like. I'm not leaving. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they hooked me up to the monitors to see how the baby was doing. And everything was fine. But I was like, give me drugs now. And my whole plan (laughs) to begin with was like, I don't want anything. But I was so exhausted. Mm -hmm. So they gave me this thing in an IV that -hmm. just made me feel super drunk. Was it... uh... Pitocin or was it something? No, else? no, no. Pitocin's like the, oh, the anal, the oxymorphone or something. Yeah. Or, it was called like Demerol or something like that. Oh. I think. Okay, I'm I don't not... know if you want to look that up, but I think it was, I think it was something like that, and it was a, uh, just made me feel super drunk. Like I didn't care. 
mm-hmm. could feel the contractions, but I could not care less. Um, so at some point Debbie came and I just kept having contractions. I remember them made me, they made me drink a bunch of juice. Like they made me drink, I think like four cups of apple juice. I like get the hospital. So they have like those mm-hmm. little like, jello kind of cups with the foil on top. They made me chug like four apple juices in a row. And then I proceeded to vomit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why. I can't remember why they made me do that. Maybe the, to get the Evelyn to move, like the baby to move or something. Mm-hmm. And, um, then I remember like falling asleep in between the contractions and they were happening so frequently, like yeah. probably every two to three minutes lasting for a minute. And I would be sleeping in between them they, and they wake meant, up. Yeah. For they, they mentioned that today about falling asleep between like what in the transition stage or something after early labor, just so tired. Like, yeah, I was just, so I had been in labor forever. Yeah. Uh, and I hadn't rested at the beginning, which was a huge mistake. So, at some point, they decided that Evie wasn't responding well, like she was having heart decelerations or something. Mm-hmm. And I was just so exhausted that I couldn't fight with them, even though I was seeing midwives and they were like, we need to do a C-section. Wow. Okay. So I was like, fine. <laughs> they put, put that monitor on her head, too. Oh, yeah. They Well, okay. I, I remember. So I was in... They were trying to progress my labor. I wasn't dilating, so they put a Foley bulb catheter. Yes, yep. Yep. we heard about that, yeah. Mm-hmm. To to try and get me, like, to force me to dilate. And I got, it brings you to, like, a four. Yeah, and then oh, yeah. It, it's this, like, balloon thing that goes in the yeah. cervix, and then once you fully dilate, it falls out. No, yeah, once, once you get to four. Once you get to four, it falls out. It'll fall out. Well, it fell out, and then it didn't, like, I got to a four, and I didn't go back down, but I never progressed from the four. And then they wanted to make sure, like, they couldn't get the monitors on my, like, the external monitors to really f- catch her. And they bothered me so much. Um, anyway, so they wanted, they put a monitor, attached a monitor to her scalp. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, they talked about that. Doing that, like, in utero like that? Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, like, like just, yeah. Because the cervix was open enough that they could. Oh, they could do that. that. Okay. Yeah. So she wasn't responding well. You know, they realized after they got that on her. So then they talked about C-section. So then I had to get a spinal, mm-hmm. um, which is different than a epidural. Right. Spinal block, right? Is that yeah. What the, yes. So I remember I had to sit on, I had to sit up in the bed. I'm still having contractions this whole time, by the way. Terrible, exhausted contractions. Well, I was there for this part. Because the other part, a lot of this stuff, I don't remember. I wasn't there. You were off smoking. <laughs> you were nervous. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm sitting up in bed. They had me swing my feet to the side and they raised the bed up like super high. The anesthesiologist came in and they're like, don't move. You can't move for like however many, like three minutes or something like that. And they had someone sit in a chair, like at my feet and hold on to my legs and look at me. Brad tried to do that Oh wow! and almost passed out. So he had to leave. Wow. I don't remember that. Yeah. It was either your mom or my mom that ended up sitting at my feet for that and it was not fun but they got that done and then I obviously couldn't walk after that so they just rolled me into the OR they put like this huge I was freezing especially after the spinal Mm -hmm. like it's just frozen so they put this like big thing called like a bear paws thing with like a gown that shoots hot air on you oh wow 
because hmm. the OR is really cold too. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and then I had this C-section, which I'm. Do you remember much of the C-section? Yeah, I mean it was. So it was me and Brad, and then my midwife came in <laughs> for the C-section with us. She obviously didn't perform it, but she just came to like support us. Yeah. And like they had a, we had the paper up or the screen up so we couldn't see anything um but I remember like you could feel I could feel like my body shifting mm-hmm. around like I couldn't obviously feel where they were performing the surgery but I could feel my body shifting around and then they would say like she's almost here and I think did you peek over the curtain never you never <laughs> <laughs> it's never you've never seen my insides like that um is it like but, like when I had my wisdom teeth out this is a terrible analogy, but I was awake. Yeah, I was awake. Same thing. We're going to do a W section, they said. And they uh, put the anesthetic in, and I, they gave me a mask or whatever over my nose. And I was awake, and I could feel that they were doing something, like, in my skull, but there was yeah. no pain with it. Yeah, and, it's kind of like that, maybe, but n- less creepy because it's not, like, in my skull. Yeah. <laughs> so far, they're removed, so it's, like, less, I don't know, but... Yeah, I mean, I could feel like they're not like super gentle. At least my mm-hmm. surgeon wasn't. This <laughs> is um, the baby out. I think they don't want to cut like too big of a hole. Like it's still a pretty small. Yeah. I think my incision's like five inches. This said four to six today, which surprises me that you can fit a baby through that. Yeah, so I mean, they still have to really kind of try and fit. Like their hand and the baby has to come out at the same time. So, mm-hmm. it, I mean, I could feel myself being pulled around. Yeah. I was just shivering the whole time. I do remember that. Just chattering, shivering, so cold. And then she was born and Brad went she was healthy. Mm-hmm. They were like, It's a girl and we knew that already, but and then they like did some screening on her in the OR just to make sure like that she was gonna be okay and didn't need any more medical help and she was fine and then Brad went with her to the nursery. Mm-hmm followed her and he can tell you about that yeah i mean you talking about it last week oh that's okay the part that i remember the most that's all that's the thing i'll never ever, and obviously ever i don't remember that but um i yeah so then i was in my midwife stayed with me so she kind of like came over by my head mm-hmm. and stayed with me after they showed me evelyn and i got to like touch her now nah, i don't even know my arms were strapped down so i guess i just kind of got to kiss her and look at her oh really wow i think yeah and then um I think my arms are strapped or just like stuck under that like under hot the, yeah. gown. The hot bear paw thing. <laughs> it was just her yeah. head sticking out basically. So. Yeah. Um, and so my midwife came and sat by me and they were finishing up. Um, and that seemed to take forever for me. Mm-hmm. Like forever and ever. Well, there's so much anticipation. Like I want to get out of here, get out of this and get to my kid, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think that I had like a small like bleeding like controlling of a bleeding issue but nothing like major that they had to deal with so i think that that took a little bit longer okay and then normal um and then i remember going back to like a post-op room and they finally brought evie like wheeled her yeah, with me i was there into me mm-hmm. and i remember being pissed because your mom saw her before i <laughs> Got to spend time with her before I did. Because I remember walking into the room, Willie in the room, and then my mom was right there at the door. And I wasn't there yet, right? You were there, but... Oh, but I was probably sleeping. You were over in the bed. My mom was by the door, so... Yeah. I I guess I shouldn't laugh, and I apologize, but... No. I, I... 
I almost I get exactly where you're coming from. You can see that you can maybe see that happening. <laughs> yeah, and like we've talked about this, and I don't think our parents are going to be present if they want to be in the hospital or whatever. That's yeah. fine, but they're not going to be in the birth suite or anything like that. Where yeah. we don't want that really. And I don't, don't think I think that your mom like realized like oh whoops I shouldn't have been here, but I don't think she knew like but, when I was coming back and when Evie was going to come back. Because yeah. I, I honestly don't think that she did that on purpose. No, it but. just happened to be, yeah. And it's not that big a deal. It's just something that happened. And then apparently, I don't remember anything. I was so tired. But apparently, I, like, tried to nurse her. Mm. And I held her for a good amount of time, like an hour or something. But I don't really remember because I was, I was just tired. Oh, yeah. I was exhausted. And, and then every, for me, everything after that, I do not remember a thing up until today. <laughs> I don't remember the last five years. But then after that, it really becomes a blur. I don't remember staying in the hospital much for that one. I don't. Remember. Yeah, you slept with yeah, me at the I, hospital. I don't remember where. I remember everything about Miles is. Yeah, you slept with me at the hospital. Um, <laughs> so, Brad, I remember that you ended up going to the Nashville Sounds game <laughs> with correct. with Bethany, your brothers. Like yeah. the next day. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was. That was that great pitch. I just went out. <laughs> My mom and... You, you remember the important things. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Zach Greinke pitching, but I don't really remember my daughter. I, <laughs> I remember specifically you getting some uh, flack on social media for going to the baseball game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember <laughs> Cindy, I think, totally got pissed at you. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it at the time, it was really just fine. I was not... I was so still tired, and I was on pretty good pain meds for the surgery. So I wasn't, like, super entertaining... And um, Evie was just newborn sleep yeah. <laughs> a lot. And so it was like a time that she was going to be sleeping anyways. And I was probably sleeping. And my mom was there with me. It really wasn't. I wasn't mad at you for going. No, no it really wasn't an issue for anybody else except for one person. Yeah. yeah. I, I just remember <laughs> talking about it with you, Brad. And it was just like, my whole family is here. And like, we kind of have to entertain them a little bit. So it's a little yeah. Let's yeah. go do this. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then I remember, like, I remember I was able to walk the same day, like, later the day. So she was born at, like, 10, 28 mm-hmm. in the morning, mm-hmm. and I was able to walk that same day. I walked, like, across the hospital down to the cafeteria. I pushed Evie and her. You're not allowed to carry the baby, at least in Vanderbilt Hospital. You're not allowed to carry the baby and walk. Mm-hmm. You're yeah, gonna walk anywhere. Them. It has to be in the bassinet, and you have to be pushing them. Oh, really? Huh. They have yeah, like really. Us, cool... You have to stay in the in the birth suite area. They ha- you they can't put take the baby they, out. They put a security tag on the umbilical cord stump, and yeah. if you leave the birth area, alarm will go off. Oh well, there's there at Vanderbilt. You're allowed to walk the hallway in the birthing yeah. unit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if you leave the birthing unit, there is a security tag on both me and the baby okay. that will... Well, no, maybe not me. Ours just matched. We had a tag, like a... So they could always make sure this is your baby, yes. you know, kind of thing. But the, yeah, she had a security tag on her so that if she went past those or she was not allowed out of the, the birthing floor, like, spot. Right. Um, but we could walk around with her in our arms in our room mm-hmm. when no one was looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I stayed in the hospital for like three days. Oh, I just remember the room. Yeah, I remember the room. We remember we, wa- we watched Kate and um, 
Prince. Yeah, the the Williams. Prince, Prince, oh, Prince William wedding. Was the wedding. The, the, Next morning. Yeah, it was the next day, and like I remember watching that on the news. That was right like then? on TV. It was like a live. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, like, at like three a.m. I remember waking yeah. up at four a.m. and watching it, and it wasn't because yeah. I wanted to wake up. I was just up, and I said, yeah. "You know what? I'll watch it. Screw it." Yeah, so we were up watching that. I also yeah. remember that was uh, the Predators in the playoffs against Vancouver. Yeah, we watched time. a lot of hockey. And, and there was a double <laughs> overtime, and Matt Halifax scored a game winner for the Preds, double overtime. And I was sitting there with a little baby Avery there going, yes, yes. I remember being really hungry, too. And then I watched some, the Braves were on TV the next day. Me and Evie laid in the bed and watched the Braves while you were off eating lunch or something. Yeah, I probably went down to the cafeteria to eat because the food, you had a better choice than ordering for them to bring up food to your room. Mm-hmm. And you could get more. Like in your room, they'd only let me have like one entree and one side. And I was ravenously hungry, recovering from surgery, childbirth, nursing. Like all, I was so hungry. And so I like wanted to go down to the cafeteria so I could eat as much food as I wanted to. Brad, <laughs> Brad did you eat much when you were in the hospital? Or were you yes. scared shitless? No, okay. I was eating. I was fine. I was pretty cool about it. Yeah. It was, I remember there was one thing I just remembered, because now that I remember what the room looked like, I remember so much more stuff. I remember it was like one of the first couple nights, we had her in the room, and, they were, and the, like, the nurse was like, we can take her to the nursery and take care of her so you guys can sleep. We're like, no, we'll just, oh, it's our baby, we'll take care of her. We're like, no, seriously, we'll take her, you guys can just relax. We're like, I think that was the first night, like, yeah. And like, it's okay. Like, they, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think they just brought her, when she woke up to eat, they just brought her oh, to yeah. us. They brought her back. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they made sure to to emphasize a couple things today. One is exactly that you guys need to sleep too after, or we need yeah. to sleep after the baby is born, especially the first night mm-hmm. for real. And uh, we're here, whore. Yeah. <laughs> and they said like the father, be sure to eat yourself. Be you know, be sure to have food. And they made yeah. made us wonder like what would be the worst food to bring into the birth suite for the father <laughs> to bring. And like those hospitals right down the road from a barbecue joint. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I could bring a whole baby, you know, rack of baby back ribs up. And just, like, get all messy. <laughs> just get all messy and just, like, eat on the bed because the bed's all messy already, right? It's just full of yeah. fluids and everything. Just add barbecue sauce. I think it's the best thing to bring They in. definitely don't change the sheets and just make you lay in that until you're out of the hospital, oh, for sure. Maybe the best thing you could bring is a quesalupa. A quesalupa. <laughs> What if I brought a pasty? Would you let the smell just drive you crazy? I don't know. No? Hey. Just leave, just leave the ketchup. Are you talking about like door. eating during labor? I think if <laughs> both times that Brad, like during both labors and Brad ate, I think he left. Oh, he left? Okay. That's like, I what I kind of told him today. I said, you can have like a granola bar. In the room. Or like yeah, here's fruit. But not like a big if dripping. You're go get like McDonald's or something. You're not eating that in a room because right. that's not fair. I'm just imagining like a sub sandwich that's so full of stuff. It's falling, like toppings oh, yeah. are falling in my lap and I'm just watching the delivery. You have to, you have to put the paper from the wrapping on the floor. And just, like, just like toss it over your shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Or like potato chips one at a time as loud as possible. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Kettle chips. Kettle chips. Yeah. So that was Evelyn's birth. It was rocky. There was a lot of stuff that I needed to like emotionally heal from after that. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to like scare you, Megan, because I don't think that for ultimately my biggest piece of advice for after going through that is please rest as much as you can in the beginning of labor. Mm-hmm. Like I know it's exciting, but rest. 
like any <laughs> as chance much as possible. That's where I'm still deciding when I want to take off of work. Yeah, because my due date's the last day of school. Sure. Well, so. I I worked up until I went into labor. Yeah. I I just kept working, but I'm not. I didn't have a job where I'm on my feet all the time. I can sit pretty much the whole time um, where I, I work, so I can be. I can imagine how that would be different. Hadn't you? Um, you didn't get FMLA though. Is that right? Um, no, I didn't technically. I found out I was pregnant with Evelyn the same week I started working at Lipscomb. Okay. Yeah. So I started working there on a Monday. I found out I was pregnant on a Wednesday. Holy crap. <laughs> I, I just remember you had to work a whole bunch of like Saturdays or something like that because you needed to I save work, time up. Yeah, I worked a bunch of days. They let me because I wasn't going to have F, I wasn't going to be eligible for FMLA. They let me work a bunch of, um, holidays. They let me like bank those hours to use later. And I didn't build up any, like, sick time or vacation time. I think when I started, I, because of my position, I just had, like, two weeks vacation and, like, a week of sick time. I think I only got to have six weeks maternity leave with her. Just so that's as much as we... We couldn't afford for me to take any unpaid. And so that is all that I had. Okay. Yeah. Because it looks like we're going to... She'll have... The whole summer off. I'll have the whole summer. And yeah. depending on jobs, you might be able... To, I'm, I'm sorry, I feel like I'm rubbing it in. You might be able to have two more months after that. Yeah. Unpaid. So I'm so. still deciding whether I'm going to... Uh, I'm sorry. I can't talk today. No, keep talking. Um, <laughs> I can't decide whether I'm going to stay where I'm teaching right now or change jobs. Oh, Yeah. And yeah. so if I change, then I lose FMLA. And you lose your FMLA, yeah. and you started a new job, and it will, it will then, uh, your clock will reset, so to speak, into a new job. So yeah. So you'll start up right away in the summer. Right. So, yeah. So, hey. You just have to weigh those pros and cons, I guess, but. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of pasties from five minutes ago, we should play the UP game really quick. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> So, Brad, I need you, or Bethany, uh, I need you to pick a random number between 1 and 288. So, please go uh, ahead. 107? Uh, Q107. Q107. Oh, yeah. great idea. Jim Kowski. Ishpeming, Marquette. All right. I did not hit those notes, though. <laughs> you did not. I was wondering close. 107 is Gwyn. Gwyn, Woo! Michigan. I have yeah. a, we had a camp in Gwyn Good growing way. up, like a timeshare, beautiful lodge. Where was it at? What, it was, lake? what lake was it on? Big it Shag? On little Shag? No. Horseshoe? horseshoe? It's on Horseshoe, horseshoe but not the Horseshoe no. Lake you're thinking yeah. of. <laughs> not the Horseshoe Lake off M35? Is there some other Horseshoe Lake? There's another Horseshoe Lake that no one, no one knows about this one. More of a large pond. <laughs> no, that actually, Horseshoe Lake was bigger. Yeah, it was. Birch Lake was like right in the front, and that's just that was like a large pond. i got to look up where this is. Where well, how do you get there? Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. I, it's been... 17 years okay yeah but there's like <laughs> a horseshoe true, lake yeah. and a birch if you can i mean if you can look up birch lake in Gwyn, michigan that might help you okay because when i when i put horseshoe lake in it's picking the one oh here did it just find it no our internet's too slow to find it no my, <laughs> my favorite thing about Gwyn is that all the girls chew tobacco <laughs> <laughs> so we we drove through we we went up to the up was it last summer or the summer before and it was like end of mid-august and we ended up in Gwyn, 
because um, there's an, like an ice cream place there called the Uper Scoop, and it's literally across M35 from the high school. Are you still there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're still here. Okay, it was across M35 from the high school, <coughs> and uh, they were doing like the I don't know, what do you want to call it? Like JV versus varsity football game. Yeah, like the preseason. To start the year. And, yeah. like, there was all these ki- these high school students who had driven their four-wheelers there, and they are all parked under a tree. And that, to me, was like, that's Gwyn for you, is that everyone ro- drove their four-wheelers in August to the fucking football game. Some of, But some of my fate, my best childhood memories are in Gwyn because what? of that camp. Oh, I can believe it, yeah. Like, it was, like, it's not a camp. It was a lodge. It had one, two, three, four, five bedrooms, three full bathrooms. Um, yeah, the whole front of it was just like big glass windows. It was like yeah, like huge picture windows. There was uh, there's a huge polar bear skin like on the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was awesome. Yeah, was I, so I went there a couple times. Oh, and it's on two lakes. It's big enough that oh, it was like it's just in the bright perfect spot that it's on both yeah. lakes. Yeah, you know all those. Polar bears in the yeah. UK. I don't know why. <laughs> I think someone, so it was a timeshare, but everyone else that owned the a share was from like way out of town. Oh wow! Okay. Across the country, so we got the majority of the use out of it. So because, it was it wasn't like a camp; it was a legit timeshare that you guys yeah. had access to. Okay. Yeah. There was like a fish cleaning shack and multiple boats. Mm-hmm. A four wheeler, there's everything. Yeah, because that little gap, the little space between the two uh, lakes was like just like a little isthmus. Mm-hmm. Isthmus, isthmus, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we rode the four wheeler over it, and then took it over to your. Was your aunt lives over there? Or something? Yeah, my aunt has a. Yeah, she moved over there full time now. Yeah, she got a house on Horseshoe Lake. And we went over there, and hung out for a while. There's like was a fun. sauna. She's got her house, and everything looks great. Awesome. So Gwyn for me is where I went to church. From like yeah, fifth, is where I went to church from like fifth grade on because we went to the Palmer Methodist Church forever, and that one closed, and so we ended up going to the Gwyn Church. So every Sunday we went down to Gwyn and hung out. Yeah, with I all guess the I think you were probably closer to Gwyn than coming all the way into Nagani. Yeah, Gwyn is. I mean, the reason <laughs> I went to Nagani School is because Palmer is close to Nagani, and I went to Pineview. But yeah, there were people in my like Tegan actually lived north of me. And went, yeah. to, went to Gwyn schools. Yeah. But Tegan didn't move there until like 2001 or 2002. Oh, so she was already established in Gwyn yeah. at that point in time. Yeah. Okay. Tegan, who we actually met when we were in Florida. Yeah, we I, com- heard, I heard that. Yeah. We completely forgot to mention on the last show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For the first time. Yeah. So what's the population of Gwyn? Uh, it looks like the population of Gwyn was, is not 1,965 people at the 2000 Booming. census. And. Aren't they the model towners? They're the or model towners. And Gwyn, yeah. Gwyn, the Gwyn Model Town Historic District is on the National Register of Historic Places, if you can believe that. Wow. As of 2002. They also have a do it center there. <laughs> uh, I played on the um, Gwyn, so there's Neil's Mobile Mart, the gas station near the high school, and I played on their Little League team when I was, I think, six. Nice. And so we would play the do it center. Brandon Veal was on the do it center team. Uh, K's Variety Store, and you know any variety store is not going to last long. K's Variety. K's Variety, and I'm sure like <laughs> Musato's IGA was one of the teams, and Larry's Family Foods. Larry's bought out Musato's, and now Larry's is the only game in town. 
Um, you're talking about uh, you're talking about little league, right? Yeah, little league. This was coach yeah. coach pitch little league. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we were like we got end end up like in second place for the division. I think at the end of the year. But yeah, I don't know. I, Gwyn is all right, but it almost seems like a bedroom community for Marquette at the most. Yeah, because you can just yeah, but yeah, it's, it's like, like too a... far away for it. That's why we. And plus, then, well, then you got the whole base, which yeah. is considered Gwyn now, which is I don't want, I don't know why they don't just make it a town called Sawyer. Yeah, I thought they I did, know. didn't they? That's what I they call it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I call it, but I always thought yeah. like my dad's address was Gwyn, but he lived on base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah, when your parents had that house on the base, their address wasn't in Gwyn. Six hundred Hercules, Gwyn, Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. But he lived totally on base, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, maybe I remember like well, I my mom worked out on the base for a while. She worked for like Marquette Public Health, County Public Health, and there's the Sawyer Shopette. The little shop out there, like little gas station. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I thought people called it Sawyer, but if the if the mail goes to Gwyn, the mail goes to Gwyn, I guess. Yeah. But oh, in 2015, it was rated by Business Insider as the most affordable town in Michigan. Yeah, I can believe that. <laughs> yeah, affordable. <laughs> yeah. Was, AKA the poorest the town. Poorest of town. The UK. <laughs> yeah. That's one way to describe it. Yep. <laughs> And uh, it was named after, um, well, the president of CCI, uh, RIP or whatever you want to call it, uh, his name is William Gwyn Mather. Gwyn was his mother's maiden name. So he named the town after his mother, Elizabeth Lucy Gwyn. And then they, like, designed the whole town. I don't know if they designed it as a company town for CCI. Yeah, I'm guessing that's what it was. That's probably why you get the model town. Uh, See, here's what I don't understand about Glenn. Now, if you're really designing a model town, why'd you put that 45-degree road in there? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. By the the grocery store, there's like a... There's like a 90... There's two 90-degree turns, like right there. Right there. Like, why? You got to slow way down to go by Lynn's Corner Cafe. Corner Cafe, you know, because (laughs) aptly named. You had an opportunity to build a little town, and you put that in. You put the stupid... Well, that's Gwyn for you. I hate to say it. Yeah. I'm going to give it three Carl Bonax because I've been there a couple times, but it sucks. Um, I have to give it four Carl Bonax, um, two and a half of which are to, because of the benefit of Rodney's Pizzeria in Gwyn. Uh, the most, best pizza, most overrated pizza I've ever Best seen. pizza in the world. Is that where you around. wore your Heelys and you fell on the floor? and I fell in Rodney's. They got the big pizza. They got that the huge salads. Opinion of it though, don't you think? No, it's just I think it was overhyped. Everyone's like Rodney's, Rodney's, Rodney's. That was the, the only time okay. I ever went there. Me too, and it was just okay. I can understand that, but having grown up on it and eaten it, yeah, it's times, nostalgic. It's yeah. nostalgic, and Rodney's recently sold to somebody else and uh they have kept the recipe the same and so i am quite happy with it the chinese conglomerate or something <laughs> exactly <laughs> he sold out some fortune 500 company you know it's like google or apple a 3m holdings <laughs> by Ingersoll whatever Rand. that is <laughs> but some company that has brands in the name mm-hmm. if you know that then you know it's a conglomerate yeah okay so has miles ever been to glenn no. no, Miles has never been to the UP. Huh? Tell me, like, how Miles came into being then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, How's that well, <laughs> his birth story, I probably is probably I don't know if it's longer, but so I worked up until I was due with him as well, and the day before his due day, I was working a calling shift, and it was probably like I don't know, like seven o'clock at nightish. 
And I started feeling like crampy and thinking, hmm, I better start timing these because this is this is weird. So I started timing them and I I had a doula, which is a whole is like a whole nother thing I could explain if you want. But I called her because she was like an hour away. And so I called her and was like, hey, I'm having like what I think is contractions every five or six minutes. Uh, I just want to let you know because she had like a son. She had to figure out what she was going to do with. Mm-hmm. She said, okay. And she figured out what she was going to do with him. And I went back and I told my callers, like, I think I'm in labor. And they panicked. <laughs> they were like, you gotta go. What are you doing? I was like, no, like, believe me, I've done this before. I've, I was in labor for like 40 something hours, but like, this is not, <laughs> the baby's not going to fall out. <laughs> but <laughs> it's just like, nah. Yeah. Yeah. They, like, they just thought it was like in the movies. We're like, oh, I'm in labor. And then like, everything just happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so eventually I left early from shift. I left before shift would run till nine and I left before that had Brad come and get me and we went home and Lydia was living with us at the time. And yeah. yeah. And so I went to go and lay down cause I was like, I am not going to not rest. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go lay down, try and sleep. I probably laid down. I was like messing on my phone or something for uh like 20 minutes i think brad was like trying to cook or clean or something oh. in the kitchen and or yeah, cleaning the kitchen but... evie was probably asleep at this point she was and i laid down for like 20 minutes and i heard this big pop mm-hmm. it's like pop pop and I, I asked i yelled out i was like what was that you got cast it was the weirdest sound i'd never heard before in my life and then they all like what <laughs> what are you talking about they didn't obviously didn't hear it because it was my water breaking mm-hmm. It was an audible pop. I don't know if that's normal, but it was like two of them. So it must have like popped in two places. Oh, wow. And all of a sudden I was like, ah, I could like feel it. And I was laying in bed. I was like, get out of bed right now. Run. So I ran to the bathroom and I think I, I don't think I left too much of a mess anywhere. No, it wasn't bad. Okay. (laughs) I tried, I tried not to. Um, yeah. And then I remember. I wore those slippers again though. Yeah. I wore those slippers again. Um, and that's when things really started to take off. So then I like recalled my midwife or my doula. I was like, okay, water just broke at like 1030 at 10 or 1030 at night. And I was like, we got to go. Yeah. So she was, she was already on her way. And I remember labor like really picked up then at home and like resting wasn't an option because contractions were really strong. I'd never felt contractions like that with Evelyn. Mm -hmm. Like this was real labor felt totally different. And I had done hypno babies training before, so I like kind of got in my zone, put on my tapes, was trying to listen in. What you don't know is when your water breaks, it's not like a one-time thing. It's just like a constant, like drip. Yeah. <laughs> Flow. yeah. They said that like the baby will reposition, and a little bit of pocket of water or litter fluid will come out, and then you do like you move a little bit, and a little bit more leaks out. Yeah, yeah. it's so. I remember feeling like that was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> like oh uh like i wish this could just stop so i could just be comfortable mm-hmm. um i remember like sitting on the a birthing ball a lot waiting for the doula to come and having contractions really bad and then she got there finally and i was like pretty the contractions are pretty consistent i wasn't timing them at this point i don't think but um all of a sudden i know i started like throwing up and she oh. was she was like watching me and seeing how I was reacting. She's like, I think you're in transition. We have to go. Wow. 
And so I was trying to have a VBAC, vaginal birth after cesarean. And so we needed, like, we didn't want to go to the hospital too early because then they, they make you be hooked up to the monitors and all of that. And so she's like, we can't wait anymore. We have to go. Mm-hmm. The ride to the hospital, Brad didn't hit a single red light. Go Brad. <laughs> go Brad. Yeah. I think we had the hypno babies like playing in the car. So I was just trying to like zone out and do that. And it was, it was okay. It was better. It wasn't so bad. We got to the hospital. He pulls up to like the valet parking outside the emergency room because the, that's where you had to go after hours Mm -hmm. to get into the hospital. And, um, another husband was dropping his wife off at the same time, Mm -hmm. pregnant, like in labor. Oh, that's right. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit and talk about that. Cause we were walking in at the same time. <laughs> we walked out of the hospital at the same time. And then we saw them at the, at the, uh, pediatrician. pediatrician. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, there's like, so how many pediatricians in Nashville? Like yeah. how weird is it? That how they many, make yeah. The same of one? All the babies and everything that happened. Yeah. It would be the same. So boom, weird. Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so like we got, ch- we walk in and the ER people were like more again, like more people in labor. Apparently there was like, I think they said like seven, Oh, wow. Women already there in labor. Holy cow. <laughs> like a lot. It was a busy night to have a baby. Um, I got to go first. I got admitted first because my water had broken. Hers hadn't. Mm-hmm. So I remember going. Um, and they put me into a triage room up in the, like, near the birthing floor, I think. Yep. That's um, what I was trying to talk about last week when I was like, we're in Yeah, so room. we were in, so it was yeah, me and Brad. Yeah, you said she almost gave birth, birth there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was me and Brad and the doula. I remember, like, I was good while I was in there. And, like, my contractions were coming, but I was doing my hypno babies and getting along, and everything was good. And then they decided to move, they finally got a chance to move me. And that walk to the delivery room was terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. stop it just stopped. We're in, like, the every contraction. across the. It was, it, it felt like it was a mile walk. It was probably, like, a normal two minute walk, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, like, you were in the ER triage, and you had to get to the birthing suites area? No, we no. weren't in the ER triage. We were, like, up in, like, a... down the hall from like, where the birthing Like, like holding the triage. The triage rooms In there. the birth okay. suite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Until suite. they have, like... Because they had, they had to put me there because they didn't have any open rooms at the time. Oh, wow. Because there were so oh, many people having ladies. babies. And they needed to decide, okay, who's closer to yeah. having the baby and whatnot, so... They kind of left me alone because I had Brad and the doula and other women were, like alone or only with one person and mm-hmm. um which was good so i we had to walk to the delivery room it took forever we got there i think then by the time they hooked me up and everything my hypno babies was not cutting it anymore and i wanted pain medication yeah you could tell that the doula was a big believer in the hypno babies but i think her and i we gave it a real effort yeah i tried mm-hmm. but if i would have been able to stay in the triage room it would have worked yeah but once it came down to it it was like Nope. Like, <laughs> moving and, down moving down to the birth room just kind of broke your concentration in that? Yeah, I think and I just was out of the zone. And then they that's when all attention was on me. People were, like, poking and prodding me because oh, yeah. I was a VBAC. Mm-hmm. So, like, I needed to be hooked up to the monitors. I needed to have an IV. I need Like, the lights were brighter. There was a lot of noise. I just could not get in my zone. Mm-hmm. It was nice to actually be in one of those rooms, though. I mean, like... The, a delivery room? Yeah, because... 
Well, we were before, but it felt it didn't feel like it. It was different. It was know. a different kind of delivery room before. Yeah. I wasn't in like a true delivery room with Evelyn when right. I was in labor. It felt like a hospital room. This felt like a delivery room. It had yeah. like nice floors and looked nice. It had the the special bed that with the stuff that you can you know they can break it apart and mm-hmm. do all the different positions and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think at some point like that wasn't working anymore, and I said I wanted to try the air, the gas. The nitrous oxide. Oh, yeah. yeah. But they said that it was too early and it would like, you can only use so much of it before it just wears off and it mm-hmm. you can't, you can't no matter, just... even keep using it, it's not going to do anything for you. Oh, yeah. And they said, but you're, you're not far enough along to give it to you. Because that was like the one thing that I agreed. I can do that, but I don't want any other pain medication. Mm-hmm. And then they said no. So I said, okay, well, I need the epidural then because I need to rest. Like, I wasn't progressing again, and I was afraid of that. And so I said, well, give me an epidural, and then I can rest. So they did that. I rested for, like, two hours, and my doula, like, was doing stuff, pressing on my hip where I had, like, a pain, trying to, like, push, open up my pelvis and, like, Mm -hmm. help the baby along. Um, She put, like, clary sage on a washcloth by my nose and rubbed some on my belly, like an essential oil. Oh, yeah, they're talking about, like, we can have winter green if we want or mandarin orange, and they clip it near your neck or something. Do you smell that during delivery? Yeah, yeah. So it was, she did clary sage. I think that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. And um, that's supposed to help progress labor, too, or something. And then all of a sudden I felt like I had to poop. And mm-hmm. they were like, because I couldn't feel any contractions anymore because they had to drill. And they were like, oh, well, uh, yeah, that means it's time. Cool. So then Brad can probably explain more. Of what that was yeah, like. Yeah, I talked about it last week. I was just sort of, <laughs> it, it, it didn't take very long, if I remember that. It was maybe... 20 minutes, I yeah. think. Yeah. Wow. Maybe just, 30 minutes of pushing. I was holding her right leg, just down there, just, and, uh... I just told them, like, to tell me when I was having a contraction, because I, ha- I couldn't you tell. You feel, yeah, yeah. So I was like, tell me when to push, because I didn't want to be using energy that wasn't necessary. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, after all the pushing and all the shoving... Uh, yeah, he came out. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was, uh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was much better. I got to hold him on my chest immediately and hold him for a while. They didn't cut the cord for a long time. He was fully pink. Oh, really? Okay. Or just like white. I remember them saying like, wow, we really got every little bit out of this mm-hmm. before they cut it. Like, you got a good. Because, <laughs> <Good. laughs> and then. He was huge. I remember when they put him on my stomach, he was enormous because he was 9 pounds, 15 ounces. Holy crap. Jeez. Huge baby. <laughs> Big kids. Oh, baby. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and that was awesome. And we wow. stayed in the hospital for like two days, I think. Yeah. Like I stayed an extra night because I knew like once we went home, there was going to be a toddler and a newborn. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Do we want to get into this already? Yeah. yeah. I know that my mom and Dean were there. Because they we called them in like yeah Lydia was there to watch Evelyn yeah the big the yeah the, most, the biggest hugest thing that happened there yeah was we had Lydia to watch yeah I was gonna ask what happened to Evelyn during this whole thing but there you go yeah yeah she was there she just didn't have school or something so it was fine she like it worked out I can't remember how it works but mm-hmm. it was really great yeah and then Evelyn came to meet her or meet Miles like right not soon after he was born or was it the same no. day or the next day I can't remember. Lydia, she's here. When did you did you bring Evelyn like right away after Miles was born? It was that the next day, or did you just come to meet? 
Yeah. I yeah. remember it was in the evening. Yeah, I can't remember, but um, I'm guessing it was the same day, and then they came back again the next day. Yeah. But <laughs> that recovery was a lot easier, obviously. Yeah. Like, I had a tear, and they had to do stitches, but it wasn't as bad. I just, like, couldn't sit normal. You would, like, sit, like, as if you had, like, a hemorrhoid or something, but oh, it sure. wasn't. But you, the, it was an actual tear, not a episiotomy. Correct. Yeah, okay. I didn't. I didn't have that. They don't. They don't do those. That's, My midwives don't do them. That's so. what they told us today is that they're like way less common than they were before. I remember running to the grocery store and buying a bunch of snacks and we hung out. Because I was so hungry. And we hung out in the room. This was that night. Like everyone yeah, just be prepared. Like, After you give birth, Megan, you're going to be starving. I think it's also like you have room in your stomach again. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, I was so hungry. And then I saw the hotel room. Or hotel Is that? Room, in the hospital when the presidents played the Canucks again, which was real weird. <laughs> yeah. I guess whenever the Preds play the Canucks, you have kids. Yeah, yeah. I have a kid. Yeah, this is baby kid. time. So Miles was born on his due date. He's oh, a yeah. due date baby. That's right, due date yeah. baby. That's like 5% of the time, right, they tell us? Very punctual. Like, yeah, yeah, very, very, very punctual. punctual. He's like that now. That's his life, too. Evelyn's lazy and doesn't care. And Miles is like, let's go. Let's get this done. It's perfectly on time. Let's get <laughs> it was like literally everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you saved your... How was the afterbirth? How was the placenta birth? I'm sure this is grossing uh, out all of our listeners, but I just... Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember having to like push that out. Obviously, I did. But I yeah. think I was holding Miles during it. Mm-hmm. So I was probably just really focusing on him no, and just he listening. Was over getting weighed. He was... I was standing over with him and he getting weighed. And they were like, oh, there it is. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I don't... Like, I'm over here. I know it. I know what happened, but I don't really remember doing it. You're like, oh, it's a placenta. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had my doula also encapsulates them, so I had her do that. We still have them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't really take them. Um, you took a couple. I remember you. I took a couple them. of them. They were horse pills. They were enormous, mm-hmm. and they tasted like blood. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, iron, like well, I guess that strong, makes sense. like iron. Mm-hmm. Like it tasted like I swallowed a penny, oh, God, and it still kind of like grossed me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was too crunchy for me. Mm-hmm. It's too. My sister planted a tree with hers. I remember. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see like doing that, but the I'm not. I don't judge anyone who does it, but it just wasn't for me. I have like a tincture. Mm-hmm. From no, it. that's what you had. I remember. Yep. You had yeah, that. and I don't really don't know what to do with that. She didn't ask for it. She's like, well, I made it. So yeah, I didn't ask for it. She gave me a lot of stuff I didn't ask for. She made like a, like she dried the cord into like a heart. Oh, yeah. That's and gave that really. to me. And I was like, nope. <laughs> 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 that's creepy. That's gross. <laughs> and then she like made a, a print mm-hmm. with the placenta oh, on a piece of paper. Right. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> it was like a, like a, yeah. It was printed with like the blood. <laughs> I was like, Thank what? you. This is so great. And then she left and I just threw it away. Like, what am I going to do with this? I'm like, I'm going to hang that in Miles' room. room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This oh, was just like funny because at our class today, someone was asking about that. Like, just <laughs> if saving the placenta or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And the nurse was trying not to. She's trying not to be judgmental. To be judgmental. But she's like, oh, yeah. We can provide you with a bucket. Yeah, she said we'll give you a bucket. (laughs) I mean, they just put it in like a cooler, I think, and she, the doula, took it. Yeah, it was just funny though. She's like, "Yeah, we can throw it in a bucket." I mean, the first thing I thought of is, "Hey, I can throw it in the compost pile," and then like Megan's lifeblood will nourish all the plants in our garden. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. (laughs) Unless the you know dogs get at it. Oh yeah, one of our neighbor dogs gets Mm -mm, into it. Gross. Yeah. 
So, That's not cool. <laughs> so you had a midwife the first time and a doula the second time? Well, I had a midwife both times. Okay. And I had the second, when I had Miles, I had a doula. So she's like a labor support person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we realized I wasn't doing a great job. Yeah, we realized Brad sucks at labor. <laughs> we called the bullpen and brought him back to had to, like, had to huh. hire some hire playing, some support. Playing the and, Canucks uh, again. I'll be over here, Bethany. <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't you know, didn't know. I didn't and in the well, you stress out and kind of freeze in high pressure situations mm-hmm. a little bit, a little bit, which is okay. It's okay. But, so in order to, to to so everything went well and stay focused on the plan, we have the doula. Involved. Well, and like it wasn't just the doula like helping me. She would like tell Brad. Like what would be helpful? Like uh-huh. massage here and I'll massage there, and like all that so kind of I was, stuff. I, I was curious because I always heard duels are more of like advocates for you, but it turns out that they actively help you in the labor the whole time. Yeah, okay. they actually they she couldn't say anything to the medical professionals in the room. Oh. She would have gotten kicked out. Oh really? So she like came in and told me like I think that this is what they're going to come and tell you, and I just want you to know what your options are, because they're probably going to present you with one thing, but here's all the options that I think you're going to have. Oh, interesting. And she's that's like what helped me. That that she's, was when I was like, like I need to lawyer. take a nap. Yeah, she's like a birthing lawyer. <laughs> birthing lawyer. <laughs> that's when she, they wanted to put the monitor or do something, and I was like, no, I just need to rest. Mm-hmm. And that's when I like took the two-hour nap, and then everything was great. Everything was great after that. Was it yeah. like physically the hardest thing you've done in your life yes okay but it was, it was the most amazing thing it was yeah seen. it was awesome but no. it was like such a it was so emotionally like cleansing and good because i was like my body does work i can do this mm-hmm. um like it just it happened the right way and it was so good but i don't have like i know someone have like ptsd from their unwanted c-sections and stuff like that and I definitely don't have that, but yeah. I don't want to be like judgmental of people who feel that way. But I'm a guy, so I, I have yeah. like no standing or saying in this. I guess for me, and you got the women present can tell me if I'm completely wrong here. But to me, it's almost like you got the baby out one way or the other. Why should it no. matter? So tell me. No, while that's yeah. not true. No. No. Like, what's what? Where am I, where am I off the, off the tracks here? Well, There's an emotional bond between. I can't even answer this damn question. There's an emotional bond between the mother and the baby that gets lost somewhere along the way during the C-section. Not to say that it's. Yeah, I was completely... remo- I was removed from the process when it was a C-section. Okay. Because yeah. I didn't get to hold her. I didn't get to really see her. I didn't see her for like two hours after she was born. Really hold her. Okay. All right. I know for us, the hospital, um, unless there's something wrong with the baby, they'll put the baby immediately on the mother, even for a C-section. Well, I, I think that that is getting better yeah. throughout the years. Cause I think even if I would have had a C-section with miles, they have these more like family centered C-sections mm-hmm. where now they'll even put like a clear panel up instead of like a, like a clear curtain. So you can see what's going on. Oh, you can man. see your baby being born. You can, they'll put them on the chest right away. So you can do skin to skin immediately. But when I, but like with Evelyn, they just weren't there yet. That right. was, that just didn't happen. So yeah. it wasn't that long. Like five years ago wasn't that long ago, but it's huge as far as how far they've come with what they'll right. do with sections now. Well, and I think too, I mean, if there's some medical thing, then it feels a little more okay. But I think you just kind of feel like your body failed yeah, a like little it, bit. 
I, I think I was just too tired. I like messed up by not resting. I was too tired. I couldn't, I was just jumping the gun. I was so t- done with being pregnant and being 11 days overdue. I was just like, this is it. And I like clung on to that hope and I just was too early. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think that's why people have the issue with the C-section. They just feel like they weren't good enough. They weren't Okay. I don't know. I can see that point of view. I'll have to think And I didn't want to, like, it's major surgery that is a super long recovery. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, it's really hard to breastfeed after that. It's... We're almost done paying it off, too, huh? Almost what? We're almost done paying it off, too, huh? Yeah, it's expensive. <laughs> it's... <laughs> mm-hmm. um, actually, it wasn't that much more expensive than... No, oh, no, nah, I know. It was about the same price when yeah. all of a sudden done because insurance is whack. Mm-hmm. But, um... But yeah, it was just, like I said, I didn't have like a terrible idea with it. I just didn't want to go through it again because I knew I had a toddler I had to take care of as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so I tried everything mm-hmm. to have the VBAC. Mm-hmm. And it seemed to work out in the end. Yeah. You had two wonderful, healthy kids. Oh, yeah. And an amazing family. And you guys are like a family now. And we're going to be a family. Like, Woo-hoo. we were watching birth videos in the class today. And it was almost emotional when the moment that they pulled the baby out. Oh, it's super. I could watch one right now and I would start bawling. Yeah. And like, I was. like it's, yeah, it's just like, you can't help it. Even yeah. like thinking about it, my eyes like well up. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about it is, is like, you, you can get a pretty good idea what that's going to feel like, but when it actually happens, dude, it's the best. It's the best. <laughs> It is the greatest thing you will ever experience in your life. The Tigers already won the World Series in 1984. Better than that. Better, better than, than that. that. Uh, I'll have to see it to believe it. Come on, Tigers. <laughs> Pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So it's not like 06. Yeah. <laughs> or 012. Uh, yeah. Either oh, yeah, or. I forgot about that one. Yeah, that was another sweep. So, anyways. Well, do you have any questions, Megan, about the whole process? I don't know. I mean. Anything you heard today? You're like, I, I don't know if that's true or not. Any what? Any, anything she heard today, we heard in the class. Oh. Yeah. Anything from our story that we're like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a bullshit. Second. Wait a second. You guys have three kids. What? <laughs> <laughs> I doubt most of your stuff. So how was, ba- how was Bowser's birth then? Was that not? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, him and his brother were walking through the woods. Found him. That's all you know. <laughs> and they called him Tater. Tater and Spud. Tater and Spud. Tater and Spud. <laughs> our cast? Actually, he was Spud. Yeah, he was Spud. He was that's Spud. right. Our cats were Percy and Purcella before we got <laughs> oh, older. Oh, gosh. And, like, they had a sister named Princess, too. And somehow we, we, rename, we rename them. So. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll have a... My, yeah. yeah. I mean, my biggest bit of advice would be rest and educate yourself. Do you have the book, um, the Anime Garden's Guide to Childbirth? Anime? Oh, no. I don't believe so. No. No. Get we, that book. We have the book awesome. that... that Brad sent us Brain mm-hmm. Rules for Baby. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. never read that. Brad did. Um, I don't think I ever finished it. I was even going to go back to it because there's a lot of stuff in there that deals with stuff like not just for little babies, yeah. but for kids too. Yeah. Love it. I thought it was a really uh, helpful book for yeah. me. I thought maybe it'd be good to flip through. Yeah, but get that. Uh, I can send you a link to it too. But Ina it's, it's like Ina Garten. She's like the the all be all in midwifery. Okay. And the whole ha- first half of the book is all birth stories, and it's from the farm in Summertown, Tennessee, where um, there's like that big hippie commune, mm-hmm. where I, I looked into giving birth at, by the way. Yeah. yeah. 
But it was expensive. It was like five grand or something. And like their insurance might cover it. Oh, they don't know. Um, but the first half is all birth stories, which are super empowering and helpful. That alone was like super awesome. I loved that part of the book because it was just like all these people, different stories, great outcomes. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them did get like transferred to the hospital for, a, you know, it's not all like picture perfect and all the stories, but it was just like really empowering to read those. And then the second half is a lot about like just the mechanics of your body and yeah. labor. I, was, I mean, I was reading to, like the Wikipedia page and it was really fascinating. The, all right. The, the baby crowns and then it like gets a shoulder through and it turns 90 degrees at some yep. point in time. It's like, I didn't know any of that going on. Yeah. Out. She's got like the big, like the, the law of the sphincter, like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That your cervix is a sphincter, and if you, yeah, it's weird, but she's, yeah. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> <laughs> and how, like, you can't poop if you're in, like, if you don't feel comfortable, mm-hmm. it, you know, you, like, close up. Oh, yeah. It's just the same thing up. with, like, your cervix. Mm-hmm. If you don't feel comfortable and safe, it's not going to open, mm-hmm. and you're not going to dilate. So, like, feel very comfortable and safe with where you are. And if you're not, you need to go somewhere else. And the hypno-babies worked for you up to a point? It did, yeah. We we did a lot today of, like, imagine you're in a super wonderful place, and then I rub your back, and all sort of breathing exercises and stuff like that. We did a lot of that. I never did any breathing exercises, but, like, imagine you're in, like, this kind of, like, that's a lot of hypno-babies. Like, you're on a beach, and the waves are crashing, and you're, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. It was helpful. I don't know. It's weird. I think the biggest fear I have right now is really going into labor at school, mm. which is forty-five minutes. The away. good news is the good news is is that it, you will have a warning, right? Like it's not going to be. It's super rare that your very first sign of labor is going to be your water breaking, right? Mm-hmm. You're well, it's gonna not even water breaking, but like thinking, okay, I have a forty-five, fifty-minute drive. Yeah. But you'll be fine. I mean, the beginning of labor is totally fine. Like, the first few hours, even of Miles' labor, was, like, it was fine. It was, like, period cramps. Mm-hmm. You can, you're fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I can have a colleague drive me. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Or I can just speed down and get you or whatever. Yeah, but then to. it's an hour yeah. and 45 minutes. I, yeah. I still... Like, I would still be nervous about my water breaking anywhere if I was pregnant again, because that was, like, you just never know. <laughs> yeah. Just, I think, like, Miles reached out with two fingers, just poked, and that was yep. it. Yep, Probably. that's what happened. Yeah. Like, that's why it was two pops. He was like, pop, pop. Pop, pop. Yep. Well, good. All right. Well, this has been enlightening for us to hear all of this. I'm sure we probably talk for three more hours. Yeah. And Megan wants to bring one more thing up. She has yeah. corrections from the previous show oh. that she completely disagreed with. Oh. And, um, one of them is that she, well, you can say it, but not, I said that she's hot all the time right now, and that's completely wrong. And yeah. I, I made that up on the spur of the moment. I don't know why. Way to go. Yeah. Okay. And then, no. go ahead. I've actually been cold, which is weird. Mm. Um, but the other correction is about the English muffins. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bay's all the way. No. So he said that I refuse to get any baked goods from the refrigerator. You have to refrigerate. Yeah. You told me that. It's only bagels. You're, you're okay with refrigerated English muffins, but not refrigerated yes. bagels? Yes. It's different. They're like, like chewy and gross, the refrigerated ones. 
or they're like hard, tiny too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. But, but Bay's English muffins are where it's at. Oh, I, yeah. So I got Bay's English muffins this week, and I ate a couple of them. What, I got the honey wheat flavor. I wasn't sure what you preferred. You with the regular. Oh yeah, you got to go regular. There but wasn't the honey wheat's good, but you got to go regular. There's like honey wheat, sourdough, and there wasn't an original. And multi grain. There's no original. Oh, well, maybe oh, it was sourdough was the original. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. They're like in a red. Yeah. White red. White yeah. and red. Yeah. So Maybe I, it's the sourdough is the one you want. I don't know. So I got the honey wheat, and they're pretty good. They're almost like the color is almost like if they were a pumpkin baked good, oh, like that kind yeah, of orangey. Yeah. They're pretty good. They're still not Thomas though. I hate to say I'm it. Telling you right now, Brad was a Thomas person yeah. forever until I was like, no, listen. It's all about the, the nooks and crannies. Now yeah. the bays compared to the store brand shit that comes in like the tube of twelve. Yeah. Um, bays is like a nine on the scale, and that stuff is like a one, and Thomas yeah. is like a ten. For okay. me because well, Thomas can fit you gotta so get much the right base though you gotta get the, the original or so the sourdough we'll, we'll get the sourdough base yeah. and you apparently will eat these even if they're refrigerated. For the English muffins but not the bagels <laughs> not, not the, the bagels. bagels okay alright <laughs> All right. just wanted to clarify just wanted to yeah, clarify thank you okay in the future glad we cleared that up glad <laughs> we completely cleared that up <laughs> the corrections department <laughs> the corrections department okay so uh from Madison, Wisconsin here, we're we're we've got eight weeks and counting. We're Megan Seven and Caleb. And a half. Seven and a half. We're Megan and Caleb. <laughs> counting. And, uh, I am Nash- counting. Sorry. It's uh and uh from Nashville where we're telling you everything's gonna be just fine. Just fine. This is Brad and Bethany. to be under the sea in an octopus's garden in the shade he'd let us in knows where we've been in his octopus's garden in the shade I'd ask my friends to come and see an octopus's In the shade We would be warm Below the storm In our little hideaway Beneath the waves Resting our heads On the seabed in an Okay, <laughs> can you talk louder, Megan? Can I talk louder? Or just get closer, one way or the other? I can get closer Teach your voice, teach your voice All right, Teach your voice is too loud Bring it. Well, I want to hear some of the teacher voice. No. Yeah. Too this tired. Is Mrs. York, I hate this assignment. Yeah. Well, fuck you. Fuck you. 